Oh, you want to just talk tonight? Oh no, we're doing just it. Record. I mean, the, the, the talk is the recording. I know. I know you're already recording. So I just pressed it right now. Yeah. Oh, I also. Am I on the right audio? You I didn't sound- send you my. Oh yeah, we're good. No, you sound great um, to me. You. This is about to be the most low-key pilot podcast episode. There's going to yeah. be no post-processing or editing of this one. It's just, there we go. This is literally our initial idea of Upward Together, both the podcast and and the concept, the community kind of thing. Yeah. It kind of makes me wish the thing, the, the conversation we had earlier today was recorded because that would have been a perfect first. Probably. But just the energy, just the energy of that. That dude, it was just dope. on it. It was dope. You were you're just pacing. Anyways, if you guys are listening to this episode, uh, you probably have heard the other episode from the other podcast that we just did, and literally we are recording these episodes back to back. So the energy difference between the both is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> there was a slight gap, but. <laughs> Yeah, enough for me to wind down and go, oh my gosh, wow. No, I just, you know, why not? You know how we were talking about how we don't need to show people the philosophy or how Google is coded. We just know that Google works. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think understanding the philosophy to certain companies is dope or certain creations is cool. Um, So I figured this would be a cool way for everyone that eventually joins the community to be like, oh, wow. This really, they really were going deep into the process and understanding of this thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it makes me appreciate also when you said, I was going to post my introduction today on the Circle community and you said, you know, hold off because we we just got to figure out what it is that we're doing. Yeah. Um, but what I also appreciate for our approach with this is I feel that I'm someone who's historically spends a lot of time figuring out what I'm doing to the extent that it can prevent me from actually doing anything. Sure. So one thing that's, that's very exciting and energizing to me, even though as Jethro said, we we may not sound the most high energy right now (laughs) during this conversation um, is to just do, I mean, yeah, do and, and learn and, grow from the information that comes in i mean straight up anyone who's listening to this this is literally how i mean yes it is lower energy but this is literally just how we interact and and talk and figure things out so um just to kind of explain my understanding of upward together uh it's very funny i i i facetimed josh i think like a week ago and i was just like spitting out ideas of my own website and I was like, yeah, I want to share my work, but I also want people to share their work um, and then kind of work together. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, work upward together. And I went, what did you say? And he goes, upward together. And I go, dude, that's awesome. And I feel like we've been on that ever since. I've been on that ever since. And then so I started, Josh was like, oh. Josh was probably like, oh, I just was thinking about that in my head. Just, I just said that on the fly, and I went. I <laughs> no, th- I've said that. To, I've said that before. I don't remember what the context was, or it might be from something else. I, I may be stealing that from somewhere. Um, I'm not sure. Doesn't uh, link to mine. But. Well, 
since you can't we'll double check though (laughs) (laughs) let's just hope it's original or else everything's going to change after this episode if upward together (laughs) is no longer the concept that's real life though that's real life (laughs) um but i was i was creating that idea and then uh well of me sharing my work and other people sharing theirs and then i came across well my whole life changed and flipped upside down. I went, oh, shit, I'm going straight into freelancing after like quitting my marketing job for a startup company. And I came across this community of freelancers. Uh, and I went, whoa, this is kind of sick. Um, but I had to pay to get in. And I was like, oh, okay, everything's behind money. Oh, you had to pay to, you had to, pay to join yeah, the freelancer circle? Yeah, this one, the, yeah it, was not a, it was not a free thing to view. And I went, I went, that's kind of, I mean, I said, oh, it makes sense because everybody needs to feed and everybody needs to make money. But I, I just have felt like money has made a lot of things harder. (laughs) I mean, a lot of things easier, sure. But trying to find the right sort of information or the right resources or finding the right people to talk to is always hidden behind some sort of paywall. Um, I mean, education costs like $50,000 a year to learn about stuff from well-known people and I realized or when you google something anything that you look up is strictly uh what won at google analytics or and made the most money did you hear that yeah a little bit oh yeah wow I don't care about this real life though (laughs) I don't care about the quality of this episode it's (laughs) um but I so I I wanted to create a concept and I didn't even know what it really was of free exchange not equal exchange like bartering but free exchange as in i'm going to give this for no reason and you're going to give that for no reason and somehow we figure out life and i think that defines like a local community in general uh i and josh kind of talked about this so i'll let him explain it a bit but the idea of like specialization and like oh i'm a hunter i'm a gatherer i'm a locksmith wow no, 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 i said blacksmith, blacksmith. I, I was getting i was getting real cottage core um <laughs> <laughs> no but the idea of um and this is something that that is spoken about in a lot of religious contexts and a lot of community organizing contexts um you know it is it is spoken about in politics, but also people who study families and and secure attachment. Um, just the the strength of a local community and how important it is to to not lose sight of the people around you and the community that's around you. Um, and I think for myself, reflecting on what it means to be a part of a community, I think about the people that we were friends with um in undergrad and those are are still people that i'm very close with um you know right now living with felix from notre dame um you know we know each other from from school as well but finding a way to create a sense of local community now at the at the work from home world of 2021 and and on I think there's just potential to to have that feeling of, you know, let me walk down the street to my neighbor or to the person who's the, the baker or the 
you know, banker. I don't know what I, I was saying. I was saying blacksmith and, and like Miller. <laughs> like I was really my, throwing it back. Yeah. My fantasy, you know, <laughs> dragon and mythology. Yeah, exactly. Examples. But um, and just to have that online, because we talked about, you know, I said, I said to Jethro, are, are you just talking about Reddit? I mean, is this just. <laughs> <laughs> or just anything that's been created like Discord or Slack for. Yeah. What is it? Slack for business, Discord for gaming, mm-hmm. and Reddit for anything. But it's less of a local community and more of a like an internet community, which is so different in my opinion. Because an internet, I need to come into the come into the space with having already having some connection to someone. I mean, I don't know if that's you know like when Clubhouse started, you have to you had to know someone to get invited in or whatever. But I think. The idea of, oh, there's this person I know that's an artist who's a visual artist and, you know, is a really talented graphic designer who's going to join this space. And, you know, you have experience writing and editing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a number one supporter. I don't know. I don't exactly know. I don't exactly know who I am yet. I'm still, I'm still working on that. Um, but the, uh, the biggest fan... I'll I'll, uh, I'll hype you. I'll hype up your project and make you make you believe in yourself. I don't know. (laughs) You're Um, a motivational (laughs) motivationaler. You're a motivationer. I just think anything's possible. Um, Yeah, try stapling water to a tree. (laughs) You just got to put it in a bag first. (laughs) Next question. No, but you're totally right. It's uh, you know, if we're thinking about the hunter and gatherer stage of community, it's you know, it's inefficient for someone to hunt and gather. It's easier for someone to hunt, someone else to gather, someone else to cook, someone else to set table, etc., etc., etc. I mean, it's why people have kids. <laughs> 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 chores, chores. You want to around- expand? You want to expand on chores, that? Chores around the house. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had a son right now because he could be doing this for me. I don't want to mow the lawn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I, I fully agree. I thought but... you were a number one fan. I thought you were a number one supporter of my of my uh, of endeavors. No, I think there's a difference between being a number one supporter of endeavors and the number one being number one supporter of everything that comes out of someone's mouth. <laughs> you can ask Felix about that one for sure. <laughs> uh no, but but then as you know, society got more complex. Uh, even in the business world, it was all about specialization. It's like, okay, uh, we need a nurse to do this job. We need a doctor to do this job, and then we need like the receptionist to do this job. It would be wholly inefficient for one person to do all three things, or uh, in like a, a factory line, right? It's one person does not have to do each part of creating something. Uh, each person just does one part of something. And then they create something. Specialization has always been something we have kind of emphasized as humanity. But with that, I think we lose a lot of individualization sometimes um, because you're doing it for money. Uh, But I I wrote this down uh, the other day. I I was in the startup world for a while, so I had to pitch a lot. Um, and I, I don't really like pitching because it means I have to convince people of something's worth. Um, so it kind of is creating a need where people didn't even realize that they needed something in the first place. Um, 
So I wanted to create an environment where if you like it, cool. And if you don't like it, you don't need to have it in your life. I'm not trying to push anything down anybody's throats or kind of create need. What I'm trying to do is create a space where people can freely share and freely consume. Um, and I guess I created the internet right there, but um, <laughs> I, I I like the idea of philosophy and not the, not the study of philosophy, but the idea behind certain things, the intentionality behind why people create certain things um, or basically boiling things down to their essence. I like the word distill, right? To just simplify it and what's left. And I realize um, everything in our life serves as a tool. And maybe that's a generalization other than relationships, of course. Um, but uh, your actions are tools, your thoughts are tools, your emotions are tools, books are tools, your laptop's a tool, money is a tool. But tools are used for something. So what are we eventually using these tools for? Um, and I think I can boil it down to three things. And really, it's just one. Um, it's to create, to live, and to be. Um, everything else serves those three things. Uh, and so I, you know, that's just the general philosophy in my mind is just take what you need and then give back more than what you took. Um, and we'll realize that we don't really live in scarcity. We live in abundance. It's just, we're holding things back from other people. And I'll get off my high horse in a little bit and have Josh kind of piggyback or express his thoughts on that but it's just something that i was thinking about yeah i mean i i appreciate the openness that we can bring to to talk about our philosophies because the other thing is we're continuing to learn that's the whole point i mean it's not this is what we've decided is exactly what we think and it will be that forever um I think there's there's definitely a fluidity to understanding of things as you continue to live and continue to experience and have new experiences. But I do want to go back just briefly to when you're talking about specialization. And I think something that is that is often often on my mind as someone who who does still have aspirations of um, being a physician and being a psychiatrist is the idea of having a calling or being called to do something and do you have certain talents and certain gifts that ma make sense for you, for you to do something, whatever that thing is. And, and I know it's, it's always, it's always a fine balance between feeling like you're called to do something and kind of being put in that box of the assembly line or because of who you are, or your upbringing or whatever your characteristics are, you should be this, or you fit in this box or this role. Um, but I, I think in my family and, and I come from a family of predominantly healers and people in the healing professions. Um, and then while there's definitely a certain societal pressure with medicine and there's the idea, you know, if you're, parents or family are, are in those fields, you know, they're putting undue pressure on you, or even if it's subtle, or even subconscious pressure to follow in their footsteps. I just think about the conversations that, that we have at dinner 
And it's just, you know, those are the kind of life experiences that may make sense. Like that's an environmental factor that, that predisposes me to potentially be, I don't know, better or, or just more comfortable in that, in that specific role. And, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think over time I've, I've felt more and more like it's okay to do what you know. It's like, if you come from a family of hunters, you don't have to be a hunter, but it is okay to still be a hunter. If you come from a family of hunters, Yeah, I I think it's, it's both and it's nuanced and there's the, the archetype of, you know, going against what your family always did. And I think it's, it is important to have those deviations in the exploration of new spaces. Uh, But I, I feel like I would not be who I am without the influence of my family. Sure. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, that's that was that's separate from, from but, your central philosophy. But I think but. it's it's still somewhat related because when you create a community, you then kind of build each other up and inform each other also, right? Like my friends have also shaped me. Uh, I'm probably way more creative because of the friends that I made. Uh, I'm way more, I would consider sustainable because of the friends that I surround myself with too. So um, I think we can take from so many relationships in our life to ultimately make ourselves the best version of ourselves we can be, which is really, uh, really cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it speaks to also how does each person fit in that community? And that's, yeah, I go back to thinking about myself and feeling some, sometimes unsure of, you know, for a bio, what do I write? You know, who am I? What, what is my thing? What do I do? Um, which maybe means I need to reflect more, <laughs> reflect more on my identity as a person. But, um, I mean, I, I'm excited to have those conversations because I think it's easy to not think. Some sometimes it is it, definitely freeing to not think, and it can be paralyzing to overthink. But I think, I, for me, we're working on <laughs> we're working on that. For me. I believe that reflection is, is healthy and thinking about how I am existing and even if not, even if it's thinking, but just experiencing and just saying, how do I feel in this moment or what am I doing and being aware and being present in my own body and my own experiences is, is, is important to me. <laughs> I think there, I, I think at some point you can start to just say in general, I think there's some truths <laughs> that we can say, um, but I, I get nervous though. There's so many, <laughs> so many different people. Everyone's oh, unique. Oh, it's it, it's actually crazy when someone went. Someone I, I was talking with someone. And they went, yeah, and it's just common sense to do this thing. And I went, do what? Do what? And they went, oh, this. I feel like everyone does that. And I go, I don't. And I, in psychology, it's called the false consensus. Uh, mm. It's where you believe something to just be the consensus for some reason. You think everyone does it, and then you do it and everyone's like uh what did you just do and then and you went i i thought that was normal and we realized we don't really know exactly what is normal i mean there are certain truths like don't go out naked um i mean depends on where you are true also true right um so you realize what can you what can you really say that is actually true other than love is real and i love people right (laughs) other than that I can't say anything. Uh, I use um, like a a Target bag 
to line my trash cans. And I mm-hmm. have met many families who just put it into a trash can directly and then throw away that trash bag into that trash can. I went, but you could use the trash bag as, you know, you could reuse the trash. You could reuse the bag and make it trash. And I realized it's not a uh, general thing. And especially because my parents came from a third world country or developing country, I don't know what the politically correct term is anymore because I think third world is now wrong because why are they, they're part of the same world, not a third world. Um, rather it's a developing country or rather it's a country that's effed over by colonialism and, and, and people like that. That's a nicer, that's the more honest way to say it. Um, but they, it's not that they, if you want the idea of true scarcity, it's right there. It, 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 it wasn't that they only took what they need. It's that they took what they could get, which was less than what they needed. And so they made things work. Um, and now my parents moved to the United States and they have way more than they need. And yet they're still living by the same. I, I rem- Every time we go to a fast food restaurant, they'll just stock up on those like ketchup packets and bring them home because they're free for people to take. Um, and, and just maximize the use in that. And obviously I didn't grow up in a developing country. I grew up with the excess of America. Um, and I think that's something really valuable to bring to the table as a, you know, first generation, um, or the son of immigrant parents is I can almost understand both sides and create a better picture. Um, and I think that's really the reality of life is we can create a better picture when we collaborate and create and think together rather than independently because of all the, everybody is so original, unique. And I'm not saying that, Oh, everyone's unique, but no one, no, can everyone, s- everyone, everyone is unique and no two people's subjective experiences can be identical. That's what I believe. I, I, oh, wow. You are really working on that, <laughs> but it is almost, it is even twins who are the closest DNA, who have the closest DNA makeup um, are going to interact with a different person or going to experience something in a different way, uh, might sleep a little later than, you know, the other twin. So immediately just every single thing, sorry, every single human experience is so unique that, that it, that when two people interact, you automatically impact each other and change each other's course of life without even realizing it, you know, just a kind of like a slight angle (laughs) that every, when you meet somebody new or talk to somebody new or any sort of interaction. Um, And that's what's changed the world is that idea of community uh, or relationship. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is like hunters and gatherers or, or bringing it down to the root of that. Um, hunt and gather and cook is our jobs, but that's not all they are. So once they're done hunting, gathering and stuff, then they get to enjoy life with each other and live life. And that's really cool too. Um, and I think I, maybe Josh can speak on this. Um, but the idea of living to work versus working to live and, and, and when we live to work, we're kind of chasing something that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once again, something that we discussed briefly the other day, I find myself falling into the trap of okay, I work my work day, but then as soon as my work day is over, 
I think, oh, wow, there's all these other things I need to do or need to work on to learn or to prepare rather than my work or my nine to five, I guess, being everything that I feel like I need to work on or, or, or being enough. I mean, it really is enough. And this is, once again, something I'm, I'm working on with, with myself. The idea that I always have to do more and have to do things or learn things because I'm not good enough or something, I think that is is a narrative that I've learned that I'm think I'm working on unlearning um, because of the grind of higher education, medicine, just you know, kind of capitalism and improvement and I think it's a, once again, it's a balance and it's complicated because I do think it's positive to, to look and reflect on oneself in the present moment, understand that all we ever have is the present moment and then say, because we have the human capacity to, what kind of person do I want to be in future moments? You know, what are my values and what kind of actions align with the person I believe myself to be the person I want myself to be. And I think every time you do something, you're, you're voting for what kind of person you believe yourself to be. And, and so it's, you know, how, how do you reconcile not, not feeling like I'm on this grind? Okay. I finished work and now I need to do all these other things that are like self-improvement, but also, okay. I mean, I need to, I need to eat to live. I have to have at least my needs met. Um, you know, to go home and visit my family, I need gas or a plane ticket. And, um, and then go from there. Yeah. You, um, before I say what I'm about to say, I should probably explain a little bit about myself. So it doesn't sound like I'm, uh, spouting off ignorant nonsense or, Oh yeah. yeah uh, you just should love yourself because, um, I, I've, for oh, I'm 22 now. For 22 years of my life, I struggled with self-identity, self-worth, self-esteem, self-love. I, I absolutely despised myself. I compared myself to everything and everyone. And so that idea of self-improvement was not out of contentment or satisfaction, but sheer lack. Um, and so I would really fake it all the way through, right? I would create a persona of me that was not true or not me in for the need for validation or I, you know, I perfected my social media or I bought the coolest clothes and the nicest trends um, and followed the nicest trends so that I could be somebody that the world wanted me to be. And the past, and what did the world want me to be? Nothing other than myself, yet I <laughs> was anybody but myself. So really, I don't even know what I was chasing. Um and in the past six months, I've just gone on a real self-love journey. And I'm not going not gonna to go into too much detail, but um, just really unlearning and relearning mm-hmm. um, a lot of things so that I can look at myself in the mirror and then never think of myself again afterwards. Meaning when I'm interacting with friends, I'm no longer thinking of, did I say the right thing? Do I look right? Am I standing right? It's just... This is me now in the moment. And now I'm fully present because now I can engage with the person in front of me, listen to them, talk to them, enjoy life with them without thinking about all these other doubts. 
And you, you mentioned this idea of nuance. It's complex. It's how do you balance. Um, the idea of equilibrium is interesting because equilibrium does not never mean static, right? It never means it's stuck in time. Equilibrium is always, you know, you go left and then you go right and you left and right, but then on average you're in the middle, right? And sometimes you teeter way too far left and way too far right, but equilibrium is always the influx and outflux of things. Equilibrium is what it is. Balance is never achieved. Balance is always sought. You always are seeking balance. Like when you're standing on a balance beam, your entire body is doing things to stay balanced. It's not like, oh, I'm chilling here now. Like there's a lot of work that goes into that. Um, with the idea of learning and bettering yourself, um, I think there's equal value to also unlearning. Um, so the balance there, right? Learning how to better yourself, but also unlearning all of the negative things that have been hurting yourself. Um, and so when I go for a run to feel uh, healthy, to feel happy, but then I'm also going on a run because I feel gross about my body and I think I suck, one of those I need to learn better, and the other one I need to unlearn. And there's kind of the, 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 the nuance, the balance there. And so, you know, the nine to five job is done. And then you go home and you have to like work on all of these things. Um, one, of the, one of the things that should be worked on, well, should is a, a weird word there. Should. I shouldn't. Yeah, should is a tough word I, for me as well. I don't want to, no one should or should not do anything other than certain things, like not, you should love and you should not not love but other than that i can't really say anything else um so it's less of a should but it would be nice <laughs> or for me <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> there we go now no one can like quote me out of context for me it makes sense uh to say all right my nine to five is done and i go home and the word I always say is, oh, now I have to learn more. I have to be better. The unlearning there is using the word have. I don't have to be, get. learn better. It's I you get, get or I want, right? And so the nine to five serves the life that I want to live and get to live and have the privilege to live. Not, oh, nine to five is done. Now it's time to grind even more. Because now what? Now you're working from nine to bedtime and now when are you actually living life oh when you're 60 when you're 70 bro your body doesn't work anymore when you're 60 or 70 you can't do all the things you want to do when then all you can do is do it now um and so i think it's that idea of unlearning and relearning to figure out that balance mm -hmm. well i'm even i'm even appreciating more and more and using the get to for my my nine to five because i think to be a recently or to be an employed graduate from the year 2020 i mean even that is 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 privilege in itself you know, i was fortunate enough to get to start immediately in june as a contact tracer in 2020 and work work for the contact tracing organization in north carolina and then um you know i was extended opportunity to work for the parent organization with Medicaid transformation. And I, I just transitioned immediately. I mean, I got a, I got a new offer on a Wednesday in April. And by the next Tuesday, I, I had started a new job. And that's, that's not something that, that is to be looked over. I mean, I think I have, I have blessing after blessing and 
all the opportunities that I have to be doing the things that to, to, to get to do the things that I want to, um, that that reflecting gives me a lot of, I, I find a lot of peace because I do feel that I am where I'm meant to be right now. I mean, I think if I wanted to be, except for my wanting to spend more time in the physical presence of my significant other. <laughs> um, but to, to, to be able to do so many things that I really want to be doing right now, um, it's awesome. It's an awesome gift. And to still be physically healthy, I mean, to be physically healthy and able to do do things in that regard too and to play music and to read and oh to play music <laughs> somebody said <laughs> no i wasn't that wasn't that was in no way supposed to be a transition to that <laughs> here comes the pitch just so. no i'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to make the pitch just made a funny face <laughs> um I'm not even gonna fine but i think it's that cool idea is of gratitude uh, humble gratitude, right? You you have everything that you could possibly need. Mm-hmm. Um, more, course. I have more more than everything I could possibly need. Right. Well, other than more time with your significant other, but you right, you're right, you're right, working, right. Sorry, don't want to offend her. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, doesn't it make sense then if you have more than what you need to then give, give, and share? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we hit the thirty minute mark for this. Uh, we're just probably going to cap it there. One, because I sound absolutely exhausted, because I am, because this entire day has been a, I have been, I was on a, just a motor. Uh, Rampage. <laughs> and now I just really want to just pass out. But any, I don't really know what this podcast is going to become. I don't think Josh knows either, but I think the more that we talk about our philosophy, our ideas, our thoughts, then what we end up creating together um, will be, good, honest, intentional, and full. And then we can only hope then that it doesn't become just us two. Um, But then two plus two, four, and we have four people in the community, and then eight, and then 16, um, who know things that I will never know, but then I will know because they'll teach me and I'll teach them what I know. Um, And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So anything you want to say? We can all go upward together. And we can all go upward together. I don't know when you guys are going to see these, hear these episodes and how they will line up with the creation of the community. Uh, yeah, no idea. But we'll see, and it'll be fun. Honestly, this might come out a week or two or three. Probably, It probably will before the actual community releases because... <laughs> <laughs> because some things we know how to do and some things we're still figuring out the process for. Yeah, and, you know, we still live life and going on vacation and hanging out with friends and stuff. Uh, so we... We take time for things, and we also have to understand that there's no need to, if we're not doing this for money, which we're not. I don't know why I said it like that, like there was a potential. But which we're not. Uh, <laughs> we can. We don't need to perfect Google Analytics or search or make this easily on time uh, with everything. I'm not trying to hype any sort of product up. I'm not gearing up for anything. So if this does come out three weeks later or three weeks after, which God forbid... Well, I don't know if God, God wouldn't forbid that. <laughs> uh, if, if it came three weeks after or three weeks before or never, uh, who cares? It's just, 
we're go, we go upward together still. Uh, I think there's beauty in that imperfection. So that's all we got. Love everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's your that's your that's your send off, right? Uh, love everyone. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening in on this on our thoughts and musings, literally at the nascent, the birth of our idea of Upward Together, and we hope you enjoy the journey as much as we're enjoying the journey. All right, talk soon.